Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I'm happy to be here with you right now. Um, a lot of you listening to this, this may be not in the holiday season. Um, some of you might be listening on drop day on Sunday. Good job. You are good, She Slayers. No, um, and you know, you're like in this, in this like transition from 21 to 22. So I'm excited uh, for this episode. It's a little bit more of a vulnerable one. I mean, I don't think I'm going to cry, but like, who knows? You never know. Tears, tears could happen. Shit could get crazy around here. Um, especially since like, I'm exhausted. Are you guys tired? Is it just because we have a puppy? Nobody told me it was going to be this hard. That's a lie. Everybody told me. Um, everybody told me for a very, very long time how hard a puppy is. One thing I actually noticed in the years, because we've wanted a dog for five years, really wanted a dog for the last two. Um, and one of the realizations I've come to is that when you tell people you want a baby, they're very happy for you. They're like, oh my gosh, a baby. When you tell people you want a dog, they get very serious and go, dogs are a lot of work. <laughs> people, nobody's happy for you. Um, but I understand now why. Babies are easier than dogs. <laughs> They're easier. So Maggie's Dr. Maggie, comma DC. Um, actually, her formal name is Dr. Maggie Poopy to Puppy Brunslick. DC. Um, she has been with us for almost three weeks now. She's a puppy. Holy moly. And apparently golden retrievers are like mouthy, not like in a yippy way. She doesn't yip, but like she bites anything. Um, so yeah, she's bitten my nipple a couple times. Like it's just, yeah, she's a very cute and she's going to be huge, but wow. That is exhausting. Um, but she's going to turn into a therapy dog. A couple of you have reached out and asked, like, kind of like, what are you doing for that? Just to kind of let you know. Um, so our we, we, we bought a golden retriever. We chose that breed because we knew we wanted her to be a therapy dog. And there is very few breeds that are, um, you know, less like or with a better temperament than a golden for a therapy dog it's just the fact if you have a golden doodle don't get your undies in a bundle i'm sure if you have a beagle that's the most amazing therapy dog 
congrats, I'm happy for you, but I just didn't want to roll the dice with temperament. Um, and I don't really care about hair. I, I actually enjoy vacuuming. So I was like, cool. Um, I haven't had anybody complain about allergens. I, in fact, on the first day she was in clinic, I, ha I was adjusting this pregnant mama and her other kiddo came up and was so excited about the puppy. And the mom just goes, make sure you wash your hands. You know, mom is allergic. And I'm just like, but I told mom the shifts that pup wasn't going to be there and she doesn't seem to care at all. She's happy her kids get to see a dog. So that hasn't been an issue, but Maggie is in clinic just enough right now to get very used to the amount of stimulation. Um, like just kind of the like constant new people. We've got, you know, typically a new person walking in the door every two to five minutes. Um, so getting used to that and we do a ton of drop piece. So used to that, we see a lot of kids she's not so great with the kids she probably thinks she's great with the kids she probably thinks she's just like playing and living her best life but she really loves hair for some reason which don't get me started I get all nervous because she like bites at my hair and I'm like ah my extensions those are expensive um but no when a toddler she can jump up and like get to their hair so she gets so yes so she is in clinic with like when she's there she gets her own personal handler basically to like train her so it's it is going to be wonderful, y'all. But right now, right now in Wisconsin, getting a puppy in Wisconsin in December, it was an interesting choice. But the kids are happy and I love her. Um, OK, so with that being said, I told you it is it is the Christmas season right now, whether you're listening to this now or in the future. And one of the things I've been telling patients is that I um I don't think I'm going to be able to enjoy Christmas this year. And it's crazy because as I'm recording this, it's about a week before Christmas. And like, so I, I realized like, okay, you, I, I see what's going to happen, right? Like, so I took Friday off. I'm done early on Thursday, the 23rd. Um, but it's just work, work, work up until that moment. And then it's going to be like, quick, okay, go to your in-laws for dinner. All right, you're doing this and you're doing that and you're open presents. And okay, now you're doing this and you're making a prime rib. And you're like, and I can just picture, like I can just picture because I know myself very deeply that like Monday's going to come and I'm just going to be like, damn, all that lead up to Christmas. And I don't know that I was like present for it. So I'm going to try and keep today's episode... <laughs> I'm going to try and keep it kind of to the point. Um, I'm going to practice out a shorter one because I want to be able to like go grab lunch with my husband and uh, go for a walk with my dog in the snow. And I'm going to try and get my like my spirit in the Christmas. Like this is me trying to trying to be a better person. OK, I'm trying. Watch 47 minutes later. It's like I suck at this. So let's pray. And then we're going to tackle the three biggest mistakes I made in 2021. Dear God, thank you for giving me a heart of humility and vulnerability. Wasn't that humble of me to say how humble I am? Um, I believe in sharing mistakes. It is actually one of the most unique things that I believe this podcast shares is whether we do it with our speakers of trying to get them off talking points and share like honest raw moments. But like, I believe in sharing where, where I faltered, where I was weak, um, with listeners one. So they know they're not alone. So they know that 
chasing perfection is a waste of time and that we are all, you can be super successful and super broken and super messed up all at the same time. Um, Also, I pray for anyone listening to this episode that may um, have been affected by some of my mistakes, whether they're a patient and they're like, yeah, fuck you, Lauren, Um, or an employee or whatever, but like, Sometimes in our wake of destruction, uh, real people are actually hurt. There's, there's real hurt and sadness. And gosh, if I could wave a magic wand, I would keep all of my sadness and stress from 2021, but take away any stress I caused to other humans in, in that process. So be with them if they're listening um, and know that like, hmm, I'm working on it. I promise I'm working on being better. And I love you. Even if you're not in my life anymore, I still love you and I care about you. So in your name, we pray. Amen. Okie dokie, Artichoke. So this is what we're doing. Um, talk to Kirby. We reflected on the three biggest mistakes that we made in 2021. And you know, I went in circles here because I was like, What if I talk about the four things I did best in 2021? Because we did some awesome stuff in 2021. So I don't want to brag, but I'm going to. It was really funny after I just did a prayer of like, I'm so humble. Um, So a couple in like, maybe it was in October, I did an Instagram post. If you saw it, maybe I didn't um, like milk it out. But like, so it was like mid-October, we beat last year's um, goal or not goal, like total revenue. And then mid to mid November, we beat the highest year we've ever had as a 11 year clinic. Um, And all of our financial people are like calculating and calculating and rerunning numbers by the day because um, I'm just going to say it, we are going to be a seven-figure clinic this year, and that's the first time. And I kind of debated on whether to share that because I know I have family and like friends that listen, and um, Kirby would want me to tell you right now that Kirby and Lauren Brunswick did not make seven figures this year. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, I could use a lesson in low overhead. Um, but I believe that it is important for people to... If I'm going to share the bad, you deserve to hear that, like, there is success, there is good, there is vision, there is impact that is happening through all of this. And um, and I don't want to, like, just breeze over that. So, yep, I'm going to be a prop, like a, a one million and one dollar clinic, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, like I said, everyone's calculating in the moment. Uh, we also I was also forced to delegate a lot this year, um, which really took away, I have control issues with patients. I have control issues. Like that's an understatement. Um, but like, I want to have the conversation. I want to do the adjustment. I don't like trust, like I want to do the ROF. So there, this year it just wasn't an option because the one thing I couldn't delegate at certain points of the year was the adjustment. And so what it did is it really forced our CAs, our front desk, who've been with us. Most of our front desk has been with us for like four or five years each. And they're incredible, 
incredible team. And we got stronger this year um, through some of the stuff that happened. And it really made us go like, okay, I don't have time for that. This is a strength of yours. Can I train you how to do this with the patient? Um, Things that I didn't think would work, but like has one of my CAs trained on doing the new patient? And basically, I step in to do orthopedic tests. And so we figured out a way that a new patient would really only require about three minutes of my time while the patient still has a wonderful experience at our clinic and is there for 45 minutes. Um, Learned how to not drop the progress exams. I am going to do an entire episode in 2022 about PVA, patient visit average. Um, For those that don't know, that's basically a... It's kind of a it's a calculation of how long you generally keep a patient around for. Um, Kirby hates it because it it takes it. If you have a lot of new patients, your PVA is going to go down if you have like in a month type of thing. But generally, if you're calculating quarterly or by the year, it's a semi accurate amount. So um, the PVA of the average clinic in America is somewhere between like I think it's around like eight. So I've heard things as low as six. I've heard things as high as 12. I've never heard more than 12 visits, generally. Um, and our PVA was like in the 80s this year, and it, it jumped a few years ago. But like, through that is keeping the progress exams. But like, how, what do you, how do you do that if I can't designate a half hour to do a scan and go over the scan with the patient? Like, what happens then? And so we just really found our team's groove and like trained them and let them go and like it has been glorious so there have been so many so many good things that have happened this year um our current intern and her husband both he's also a chiropractor they are the kindest people i've ever met and they just fit the blue hills chiropractic brand and vibe and they are going to be joining us in march And I am so thankful that, like, they've come into our lives and we've come into theirs. I think it's going to be amazing. So good. Doing good. Kirby would say, though, one of his biggest regrets is he didn't buy crypto fast enough. I was like, great. That's helpful, honey. Thanks for contributing to the podcast episode. So, but, all right, without further ado, I hate looking back. Okay, so I'm going to get to the three. I promise. I'm also going to keep this short, right? I'm so good at this. Um... I'm just not a reflect person. I don't like talking about mistakes. Um, I am so quick to action, sometimes, often too quick to action, that really I would much rather like mistake happen, quick pivot immediately, move forward, like learn, move forward. But like it kind of happens a little like too fast sometimes. So these episodes reflecting back are good because my brain just wants to go like, who cares about 2021? 2021 is dead to me. How are we going to kill it in 2022? How are we going to crush it? How are we going to smash it? Um, maybe some of you have heard that I am a recovering alpha male and that's, that's when that comes out of like smash 2022. Um, so I'm going to swing into my feminine energy of, um, like I said, I'm not going to cry, but like swing into, that more um, emotional reflection and like that beautiful 
a feminine energy that contributes to growth. Because so often when it comes to growth, people just really focus on that masculine stuff of what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How many connections are you going to have? How are you going to get those patients? What's your marketing strategy? And all of that is great, but it does carry a lot of masculine energy tone. So today is devoted to the feminine energy of growth, which is in that reflection and learning and having humility and honesty with yourself. Okay. Um, so the number one, uh, mistake, and I don't know that this is like the worst of the number one, but it's just the first one I'm listing. The number, the, the first mistake that I made in 2021, um, was we made, we hired too quickly. Um, I don't want to say that we hired from a place of being desperate because that's like, that's a mean word, but I will say that, uh, we felt like we needed someone yesterday. And when you go into a hire with that attitude, um, it's not fair. It's not fair to anyone involved. Um, it is a lot, a lot of times when you are feeling like I needed someone to just be hands and I needed them a month ago or a year ago or, yet, you know, like that idea of yesterday, uh, I think you view yellow flags or even red flags through rose-colored glasses. Um, so I'm going to share this. So after we had made um, a hire, and some of you probably heard, like, hey, we didn't hire the lady who said she adjusted her own kid, right? So, like, it's not like I was willing to hire just anyone off the street. <laughs> but um, so I was at an event and we had made this hire and some red flags were really happening. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of conversation with Kirby about, like, how much time do you give to a new hire? Um, especially, you know, especially like whether they're a CA or an associate working for Blue Hills Chiropractic is a trip, dude. Holy moly. We drink from the fire hose. You better be able to like just drink the Kool-Aid so fast and like keep up. Changes are happening. So even if you haven't like moved to a town where you know no one, even if you've lived here and you start working here, you have never worked for a company like us if you've lived in Race Lake. Like we demand excellence and personal growth. And like we just, we're a, we're a difficult company to work for. I'm not going to lie. Like we demand excellence from our employees. So anyway, so like Kirby and I had had a lot of conversations around, um, you know, some new hires of like, did we lay out expectations well or were we, which this is the truth, in our attempt to get them? Because, you know, hiring is a two way street. Like we would like to offer you this job. Are you willing to accept it? Are you willing to accept it under these circumstances? You know, because a lot of times we may not lay out the nitty gritty of pay and hours or things like that until we even know we want to hire someone and we're basically offering them a job. And so... I believe in our, God, is there another word I can use for desperation? Um, mm, okay, I can't think of one. But in our attempts to hire very quickly um, and not necessarily think as clearly and slowly through everything as possible, 
I think that we were unclear with expectations because we didn't want to come. We wanted to come across breezy, like, oh, no, that's totally fine. Like, um, and so that's made some hard conversations later where if we have a front desk person who was under one understanding of what was expected of them. And now we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, sometimes you do have to work through lunch and that is expected because, you know, like, um, you know, maybe we like push like, oh, we have two hour lunch breaks. Never mind the fact that most of our employees are working for 75 percent of that. Um, So expectations, maybe not clear. Red flags happened quickly. And, um, you know, Kirby and I talked, like I said, like, how how long? How long do you let it go if it seems like the writing's on the wall? What if like you just give it another week, give it another week, hoping and getting better. And um, one of the turning moments for me was after a couple months, um, probably about six weeks, um, a of the employee in question. And um, it was at an event uh, with Tony Ebel at the PX Experience. It was a great event. Um, and red flags continued to happen there. And I, Tony had said earlier in the day that, you know, really, did he say 90 days or did he say six months? I think he said six months when he was talking about, you know, when you get a new job, you really got to get a new employee. You got to give them about six months. And I, I, he might be listening and I'm butchering what he said, but my perception was that he said, so what I heard was, okay, don't fire the person, even though there's red flags, give them six months. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, there was a part of me that that was nice to hear of like, okay, firing is off the table. Um, but then I pulled him aside later and I said, like, OK, you said this. So, like, even if I'm pretty sure this person's not the right fit. And he said, oh, no, when you know, you know. And um, hopefully that wasn't like just between him and I. But like it was like it was like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. When you know, you know. Um, and uh, Britt Barron was on in 2020 And she said something um, along the lines of like that her dad, who was a minister, always told her, hire slow, fire quick. And um, I think it just does a lot of parties involved. Good. So that was the number one mistake I made. I also, in addition to needing someone, kind of had the illusion that... It was okay if somebody didn't seem like they were our vibe, because in order to have a well-rounded team, you shouldn't have a bunch of the same personalities. So I need you to hear that again, because like as your team grows, like it's real easy. Well, it's not ever easy to hire, but like when you're looking at hiring your first associate, you want somebody who's like likable and, you know is similar to you. But then when you're hiring a second associate or a third associate, you start wondering like, well, should I have variety? Should I have someone who does more tonal? Should I have someone who doesn't necessarily care about marketing? Should I have someone who, you know, like, and whether you do that with docs or CAs, you start to like be like, well, maybe I shouldn't just hire another replica of what I already have. And the answer to that is yes, but no. You should want to be with that person. There is a difference between a different Enneagram type or different strength finder type or different disc assessment, but vibe is a thing. You should always hire within your vibe. And that is definitely 
like I did wrong. I thought I saw like, oh, not our vibe, but that's okay. That will make us more well-rounded of a team. Nope, doesn't work that way. So mistake number one, um, again, apologize to every human that has been affected by that in my life. In 2021, I promise to do better going forward. It's not people's fault when you make the wrong hire, right? Like, and that's what sucks is when you make the wrong hire and you have to fire someone or they're put in a position where they have to quit. Um, it it sucks because they feel the rejection and it's like, well, you did a bad job as a hiring person. Like you set them up for rejection. So, okay, number two. Um, so this kind of does go in chronological order. Uh, we had to make a tough fire this year. And it was a situation where we were going to be going from three docs down to two. And realistically, we probably needed four doctors instead of three. So it was not like, oh, bummer. It was like, holy shit. Um, my other associate, came, my current associate, Jess, came to me right before because we knew like, how is this going to work? And she said, like, we got this. It's short term, but we'll, this is going to be hard, but I, I'm here for it. I will work extra hours. And I, I told her in her actual annual review um, that that was the, mo the number one way that someone has showed love to me this year. I mean, not like Kirby's listening, editing, being like, oh, come on. Really? No, I'm saying from her, like, it stands out as like somebody just going like, I got this. What do you need from me? Well, you may remember that, uh, I'm sure you remember because you hang on every random tangent I go on, but Kirby and I talked uh, when we were talking about Frozen 2 once on an episode, uh, because we have definitely dissected Frozen 2. Um, he said, what was his like most loving, oh, he said our like the most romantic line in the movie is at the end when, um, oh, who's Anna's husband? It's not Hans. Kristoff, when Kristoff says our love isn't fragile. And I was like, oh, that is a really sweet moment. For me, it's when she is running from the rock people and Kristoff swoops in. She's like telling the rock people to destroy the dam. Like I would have so many questions of what kind of ruckus are you doing? What the hell? He doesn't ask questions. He just says, what do you need? And I was just like, oh, that's the most romantic part of the movie. Um, so anyways... <laughs> Number two, I haven't gotten to it yet. So we knew, uh, we knew looking like this is going to be difficult. And luckily, because we had um, an intern coming and we were like hiring them, we knew the end wasn't going to be in sight, but we were looking about nine months of like, okay, this is going to be difficult. I should have gotten a coach. That was mistake number two. Um, I knew I was going to be going into an incredibly difficult season physically and obviously, emotionally, it was going to be different because I had made some like decisions on letting people go that was going to like kind of allow my mental state to be a little better. But like mentally, I was going to be exhausted also. Like some people can adjust 400 people a week. I can't. I mean, I do. I do. <laughs> I do regularly. Um, but it's just really, really, really tiring. And so my morning routine went to crap because I was just trying to get every sleep. Still was working out, but, you know, not from like a healthy point of like, how about you do yoga or go for a walk? It was like, get on the Peloton and drive, drive, drive. Um, and so what ended up happening without a coach, what I think a coach would have done was 
really seen some um, red flags of my own of like, you know, kind of been like, hey, where are you at spiritually? Where are you at on this? And then also been able to give some practical advice, like some very tangible advice as to like, here's what you need to do, because I do well with like a checklist and homework and things like that. Um, So definitely big mistake. If I was going to have to relive 2021, I would have hired a coach. And I mean, like somebody who was getting on the phone with me at least twice a month and like holding me accountable um, to uh, all the things, all the things, relationships, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health, and then also like being a leader for my team. Because when that was a big thing that happened of like, I just didn't feel like I had time to do anything except adjust. So in that essence of number two, um, uh, this is definitely like being fully honest of like help is on the horizon. Um, her intern is adjusting like 30% of patients is taking new patients. Like things have slowed down so much more, but it's, st- I'm finding that my neurology is not calming down. So like, uh, I don't know, for some of you who are insight people, um, insight scanner people, you know exactly what I mean. Um, when you know the perfect storm, uh, I the storm is over, but I don't think my body knows that. <laughs> um, and I have never felt so addicted to working as I do right now. Uh, and that's an Enneagram 3 thing. Like that is, that's a 3. We um, but I would literally say I am feeling unable to rest right now in this moment. And it's a big thing that I am like not okay with. I'm not okay with it. I'm not going to be like laugh that off and be like, oh, 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 but you, you made seven figures like, okay. Yep, not doing this year again. Like, how do we do this better? Like, how do I, because, uh, oh God, shit, I'm not going to cry. But many of you know that in 2021, we lost Bobby Vormans to a heart attack. So I'm not okay with being a workaholic. I'm not okay where things are at. It's okay. There's a plan, but I'm not, there needs to be more of a plan. And I really think that a coach would have helped seen some of that along the way being like, whoa, Whoa, what are you sacrificing here? So anyways, going to work on that. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Number three, the final one. Um, I kind of mentioned it in number two of like when when all I had time to do was adjust. I wasn't focusing on pouring into my team. I told you in the beginning that one of the things we did right was find out their strength, train them on their strength and like kind of send them into the wild. Like, all right, now do that. So I don't have to handle that. Um, But, you know, really kind of left the team without a leader because I was too tired, Um, too tired to inspire I wouldn't say I was grumpy, but I wouldn't say I wasn't grumpy. The team knew I was exhausted. Uh, So I don't, you know, like, I don't really know what, we didn't lose sight, but we kind of lost sight of like what's important. It became about like, just stay afloat, keep your commitments, treat the people. Um, 
And we lost, like, we just didn't do training together. We didn't laugh together because we were busy. There wasn't time to be like, okay, we're going to close on that Friday and we're going to go floating down the river in the middle of summer. Like, there just wasn't time. There just wasn't time. There wasn't time. And so as a team, we are... In one sense, we're stronger than ever, for sure, but only because the team members that we have know what Lauren, the leader, was like in 2019. So like they've been around long enough to know that when I have mental bandwidth, I am a leader that pours into them, whether it is training or validation or just quality time, literally just taking someone out for a walk on our lunch break and just like checking in with them. My team deserves that. That's how like that's what we stand for as a brand of not just pouring into our patients, but pouring into our team. And so in the in the wake of everything, uh, they've been very much kind of lacking that. And I don't know, it's hard because it's like, well, what could I have done? Um, you know, I tried, so I, I definitely tried uh, to have someone replace me, you know, by like signing up for like kind of not like coaching, but like some stuff where it's like, oh, you can watch these videos and maybe get inspiration from them. And like, and it helped a little bit, but ultimately I'm the CEO. And when I look at next year, one of the things that cannot come with into 2022. And OK, we, we talk about like New Year's as if like there's something magical that happens on December 31st. There's not. So when I'm saying that, like when I'm saying, you know, I'm going to get away from this workaholic, I'm going to become the leader that my team deserves. Um you know, it'll happen the first quarter, hopefully, or slowly over 2022. I'll, I'll reflect back on 2022 and be like, well, nailed it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but that's my goal. So I believe that the two um, are not in conflict. I believe that the workaholicness, but yet simultaneously say I'm going to be do more. Um because when I have, when I'm not just adjusting, adjusting, I have the mental bandwidth to be the CEO. When I allow myself, like that's what's so stressful is that like in between, you know, you have a 10 minute break because a patient rescheduled and it's like that 10 minutes is filled with like problem solving versus like if you have a shift where you're not adjusting, and you're thinking about like your marketing from like a slow standpoint. Like that's just kind of what, you know, I've told you, like sometimes we have shifts where we've got a two to three patients every five minutes. And when you do that for hours, for days on end, um, your brain just gets like wired differently. you like turn into a border collie where you just like can't like you know, duh, you just need the next stimulation, stimulation, and your brain just doesn't do well with like sitting and thinking. And so like, that's what my team lost in that was my, uh, when, without that time, it didn't give me rest, physical rest or mental rest. And so then my team lost that, uh, that, that leader 
that had that time, that time to sit and go like, we should float down the river. (laughs) And I know that sounds stupid or just like not even just team building stuff, but like thinking like, is that a waste of time? Is there a better way to do that that isn't so time consuming for Allison? Is anybody checked in on Jess? Is any like that's what you get when you when you allow yourself a CEO like time to work on your business, not in your business. Um, so that's a big thing that going forward in 2022, like I have to be the leader for them. I have to. It's not a question. It is um, they there is no way that we can do a year of growth building on what we've done in 2021 without a better version of me and so that means that number two or three the biggest mistakes they go hand in hand I can't I need to learn to rest and I need to have time to work on the business um, to dream and vision cast and inspire them and pour into them and like this is kind of like this is mistake number three, sub point B, to remind them of what we stand for. I feel so often we take for granted, like when you've had an employee for a long time and you're like, yep, they drink the juice. They know, they know, like, no, they, they need to be reminded of how inspiring this profession is and they need it from their leader. So you can't take for granted If you've had an employee with you for three years, five years, 10 years, and you're like, oh, they get it. I'm I'm glad. I hope they do. And that like, oh, they get it can like kind of hobble an employee through a time where maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe you're going through an injury, like whatever is going on in your life. Like maybe that like, oh, they get it. They, They drink the juice. They get the brand can help them like hobble through that. But as soon as you can get back into like pouring into them, you need to, you definitely need to, because there it's no one and done. It's just like your patience, right? Like, yeah, just because you had an aha moment with them in 2018, where you cured them or chiropractic cured them of their migraines, like, no, 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 just, you don't get to take for granted that they come to you every week to keep that system cleared. Like you don't get to do that. And some of your best patients, they're going to grant you grace. I, hell, I know some of my greatest patients have granted me a lot of grace this year of like, really, Lauren, this is who you hired. Okay. Really, Lauren, uh, 30 seconds appointment. Cool. Love you. See you next week. Um, see, but you don't get to keep doing that. So that's where this is good um, to reflect back on the year and what you're going to do different about it next year right like there's no easy switch just be like cool that's done january 1st i'm gonna fix that whole workaholism stuff um it takes it takes time just like i said in number three you got to take the time to reflect so that's what that's what this was so i i hope this wasn't too much of a debbie downer i hope that this helps any of you um think back through your year and think about what some of the mistakes are. I know it's fun to talk about the highlights. The highlights are great. I will, I'll do an episode. <laughs> I'll do an episode sometime about um, like really digging into some of the things that I think we nailed in 2021. Because there were some great things. Um, 
uh, one of the biggest things, if you haven't listened to the two search engine optimization and search engine marketing, whew, go back and listen to those because that was a game changer in 2021 for our clinic. I still need to find somebody to come on and really talk to me about search social media marketing, like Facebook ads, basically. Um, because that is another thing that like we've been doing, but like Kirby doesn't want to be the expert on it and we want a real expert. So, uh, so, so many good things, but so many beautiful learning lessons. And that's a part of being a leader in growth of um, having the humility to go like, huh? Yeah, got it. Gonna work on that. Thanks for that lesson, God. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, she slayers. Whether you are listening in 2021 or you are listening in 2022, I want you to honestly know I love you. Thank you so much for all that you do to send me love and encouragement and support the podcast. Um, it means the world. Like, I don't know. You you all are something special. Like, we click. We jive. You're my lobsters. If you don't get that uh, reference, go watch more Friends, guys. Come on, millennials. Um, but no, true heartfelt thank you to every single one of you that listens to the podcast. It, it I, I can't thank you enough, and it, it just means the world. So I hope that your 2021 was full of love. I'm sure it was full of lessons. I hope that hearing me talk through some of this stuff openly, honestly, maybe if you haven't kind of sat and journaled through some of those lessons, like, please do. Don't shove them under the rug. Um, you owe it to yourself to, you know, you don't have to go Facebook Live. Like, you don't have to air your laundry, but like, you owe it to yourself to, to look and like learn from those because God wants you to learn from them. He, he's like, there's a message here and... If you, I, I'm a true believer in if you don't learn it when it's small, God will make you learn it when it's big. So really comb through 2021 and find as many small lessons as possible. So 2022 does not become big lessons. All right, she slayers. Until next year. <laughs> oh, it never gets old, right? How many patients do you have that are just saying that to you constantly in these weeks of like, see you next year? And you're like, yeah, see you, Dan. All right, until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCAD because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>